Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride.
Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. minutes of worship. need you to go ahead and grab your Bibles and your notepads and pens because we're going to do some study on today. We've already have saw the word for today which is anchor. We're going to be anchored in the word of God on today. So it's going to be an extensive studying on today. So I am honored to be with you guys. Just want to have clarification. I know um on last week, we, we said we're going through a 52-day um, of study, and we know there's not 52 chapters in the book of Nehemiah. just wanted to make sure that somebody was not mistaking us when we said we're going 52 days of study in Nehemiah. We just know that it was 52 days that it took him to build the wall. There's only 13 chapters in the book of Nehemiah, so... As we go through these 52 days, God is going to give us not only the word of God through listening through the scriptures, but revelation. Also, as you see every day, there's a word that's coming to you through what our theme is, and that is a rise above all. Let's build 52. So that's how we're coming up with the letters each day, those that may be lost. But there's 13 chapters in the book of Nehemiah, even though we're taking 52 days and going through the book of Nehemiah. Not every day would you hear my voice, but you will have a word that's coming across either Facebook, social media, or however means you may receive the word. But it's also, um, God is also instructing you to be studying on your own. So when we come together, we will just come together to meet in the word. So I don't want you to get so familiar with me coming on and giving you a word, but you need to also be in your word as well. So some days you may hear me audibly and some days you may just see a word that's going across, but know that we will be um, in these 52 days together. We will not miss a day without either a word that's coming across social media, the scripture, or even hearing my voice. So uh, just wanted to clarify that and I need for you to go ahead and grab whatever it is that you're going to grab to write with. And we're going to go into a place of study. We do not own any rights to this music that's playing in the background. But it is a time of praise and worship before we go into the word of God. God bless you. And I am Lady Apostle Robin. And I'll be with you shortly. So go ahead and gather all of your materials, especially your Bible, so that we can study the word of God. We came out of chapter 2 and going into chapter 3 but we still going to touch a little bit on chapter 2 before we go into chapter 3 in Jesus name
Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Give you glory, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you. Amen. So we're going to go ahead and get started. And again, we're in the book of Nehemiah um, chapter two. Again, like I said, we've been talking about how God can use somebody like Nehemiah to intercede on behalf of his people, knowing that in spite of him interceding, that this great terrible thing have already happened to the people of God. But because of Nehemiah's consistency in praying without ceasing and being a man of prayer and a man with a profound devotion in God, how God can allow his voice to intervene, the anger that God had with the people there when Mo, when Nehemiah was called to help rebuild the wall in New um, Jerusalem. But God used Nehemiah 
because God knew how Nehemiah was able to carry a burden for the people. It wasn't about his need, but the need of the people. You know, Nehemiah was a great man of integrity, a great man of honor who loved to intercede on behalf of God's people. Nothing in return. Just wanted the people of God to do right, you know, because back then, as we know the story, the people were disobedient. They were doing all types of foul things against the will of God, things that God did not agree with, things that took them outside of the will of God. And we already know how God did the children of Israel when they were outside of the will of God, when they began to worship other idols and other gods while Moses was up in the mountain of Sinai interceding on behalf of these same rebellious people. You know, these people are not just any other people. These are the ancestors of the children of Israel. These are those that were children or aunts or uncles or cousins or brothers or grandmothers or grandfathers and sisters and dads and moms that came through the bloodline. So, you know, the, the, that spirit of disobedience always will travel in the bloodline if it is not broken. And I believe that this spirit of disobedience traveled to this bloodline. And that's why the anger of God was so, um, it, it sent this, um, this, this, them into a place of destruction, a place of dissolute where the wall was destroyed, where fire and people were killed. But there was a remnant, a remnant of people like there's a remnant of me and you that will be willing to go in the gaps and begin to pray and be obedient unto God. And see, Nehemiah was already um, discerning that there was something wrong. You know, even before the people even came to him, he was already praying. He was already interceding because that was his lifestyle. That's what he did. That's who he was. You know, when prayer is your lifestyle, nobody don't have to tell you when to pray, how to pray, how long to pray, when, they, when to pray. But you're going to pray because you just a woman, a man of God of prayer. So Nehemiah was this man of God of prayer, right? He felt the people's burden. He can hear the burdens that were cried out in the spirit. And I believe as he began to intercede, he was also interceding for a people that was disobedient because the wrath of God was already against these people and not knowing that God will use Nehemiah to come to a desolate place a place that have been destroyed because of their disobedience to help rebuild not only just a wall. Are you passionate about your professional future but not sure what's next? The Ohio State University Fisher College of Business can take your education and career to the next level with its highly ranked working professional MBA. With flexibility to earn a degree entirely on campus, online, or a mix of both, an MBA from Ohio State is more accessible than ever. To get started, visit go.osu edu slash WPMBA, the Ohio State University Max M. Fisher College of Business, where principled leaders are created. Strike! Jeez, hopefully this is the last pitch. What in the walk-off world? That's a Skag Liberty Z zero-turn mower. That cat's eye gold color, tough as nails, tubular steel frame, comfy, thick cushion seat, powerful engine, heavy-duty cutter deck. Stay up! What's the call? Um... The moment you know.
You want a Skag. Visit skag.com to find out why Skag mowers are simply the best. But rebuild a community, rebuild a lifestyle, rebuild and bring them back to God. So it was more than just a wall, but it was bringing a person back to their rightful place in God of obedience. So I thank God that Nehemiah had an ear to hear God. Amen. But at the same time, he understood the conditions that were in Jerusalem. Amen. Even though, you know, you always have people that's in the background saying that is so not good and it's so bad and oh my god how could this happen we thought that god was god and god is this god is god and god is that but god is also a god that does not tolerate disobedience at the same time amen he loves us yes he does but at the same time he wants us to come back to our rightful mind to our rightful places in him amen because God has so much for us, but at the same time, in order for us to, um, for God to get our attention, sometimes we go through things in life so that we can hear God. We can know that this is the plan of God. God is not going to do anything to harm us or to take us out because he loves us so much. But when God loves you so much and God wants you to do a great work for him, sometimes he would take everybody and everything so that you can focus strictly on him so that your faith can be so in tune with him that your movement would be so in tune with him you will be so discerning and being able to move in the things of God through hearing the voice of God God will put you in a place where nothing or nobody can get you out of that is the place that we all need to be in in this time and day because there are so many of us leaders that have, that are leading blindly there are so many of us leaders that are leading the people in a pit because we don't know we do not no longer seek for the voice of God to move in the things of God we moving out of our own disobedience we're moving out of our own vision and out of our own plan when God is saying no I need you to come back and rebuild and repair this wall that have been broken through the body of Christ the wall that have been broken through the church the people of God before we can move into the next because in order for us to move into the next we have to move in love we have to move in an obedience we have to move with a discernment that is so profound so that we will be able to see every plan of the enemy but we are moving blindly glory to God but Nehemiah was a man that was moving in the spirit of God hallelujah he was a man of God that knew what God wanted from him he felt the need of the people he wept for them he mourned for them he fasted for them he prayed for them for days before he decided even to go to a king that he knew that he had favor with but he knew that it was the kings of kings glory to God that will release him to do what he is called to do which was Jehovah Jireh so he went to the kings of kings, hallelujah, and allowed the kings of kings to hear his plea in the heavenly realms before he decided to go to just the ordinary king. See, the thing is, he could not just take his mind out of this interceding for the people because he knew that they were in trouble. He knew 
that there was a great distress that not have already hit 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 the land but there was a great distress that was going to destroy the people if they did not get back in order so God allowed Nehemiah to go into this place of prayer going to this place of fasting on behalf of the people even though he did not have his full hand on it he didn't have his whole conscience knowing why but God knew why and see the thing is in this day and time we don't have to know why long if God knows why and we just get in the place to hear his voice he will make sure that when we're in that place and when we go where he tell us to go that he will begin to reveal to us why we're there but too many of us is trying to figure out everything trying to figure out the ins and the outs the going and the coming when God is saying I just need you to get prepared in your mind and just go don't worry about where you're going just know when you take one step I'm gonna lead you to the place where I'm taking you don't worry about how you're gonna do it or who you're gonna do it with just know in obedience when you get there everything will be provided for you but I need you to stay in the secret place which is a place of intimacy with me so that you can hear my voice so you can hear it clearly because the enemy is coming with another disguised voice that is not me but if you don't know my voice or not connected to my voice you're gonna get it twisted so I need you to stay in this secret place this is secret place that we're about to talk about because Nehemiah was in this secret place this secret place called prayer amen but he knew that there was going to be a, a place where he had to take things serious. Amen. Because at the end of the day, Nehemiah knew that it was all about the need of the people. Amen. See, his request wasn't about him. Amen. But his request was going in for the people to not only rebuild a wall, but to rebuild a community, to rebuild a nation, to rebuild a people that have lost their way in God. Hallelujah. How many of us is ready to rebuild the people to bring them back to their rightful place in God so that they can receive their inheritance so they can walk in who they are called to be instead of walking in darkness and walking in a place where they won't receive their crown they won't receive eternal life because they have went far from God we need to be a ready leader that is ready to bring people back to truth take them back to the word of God so that the word of God will lead them into their salvation so that the word of God will lead them into all truth. The word of God will lead them in prophecy and the prophetic um profound revelation that God is releasing unto his people when we get in his word, when we get into a place studying his word. Amen. See, the Bible reminds us even in Matthew, um, if you ever get a chance, I need you to read Matthew 9, 36 to 38. Um, it begins and it says, seeing the people, he felt compassion for them because they were what? Distressed and dispirited like a sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Therefore, beseech the Lord of harvest to send out workers into the harvest. So that's why we need to be in a place of prayer so that God can give us eyes to see what the need is. Because y'all, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. There's not going to be a lot of us that's going to be truthful. It's going to tell it like it is. That's going to be truthful. That's going to keep it 100. But it's going to be those that's going to want to mix in with the crowd, want to be with the cliques and the isms and the schisms. 
But the thing is, you can't be in that because in order for us to be able to help these sheeps that without that don't have shepherds that are looking after their soul, that's looking and pushing them into all truth, we have to be ready on the front line to be able to lead them back to God. How do we lead them back to God? First of all, we lead them back to God through the word of God. But as we pray and we intercede for the people, God himself, the spirit of God will lead them into all rightful things. We'll lead them back to him, but we have to lead them back to the word of God. Amen. I'm getting excited and getting a little bit um, ahead of myself. But Nehemiah and Nehemiah um, Burton's was lightened by what? Seeing the people that God knew that if they just get it right, they would be great people. Amen. Why? Because when we began to read, remember in chapter one, we, we um, well, excuse me, in chapter two, remember we started in chapter two. And even when we read um, in verse, uh, chapter one and verse five, I'm sorry, it's chapter verse five, because remember in chapter one, that's when um, the, um, Nehemiah began to pray. So um, I really don't want to go all the way back to chapter one because we're in chapter two going into three. But for those that wasn't with us, I just want to just give you a brief um, summary of the prayer that Nehemiah began to pray. He began his prayer addressing God. See, he began to address the living God. He didn't dress the king. He didn't dress man or one man, but he addressed it. The one who can solve things, the one who can create things the one who can make things better which is God he said I beseech you O Lord God of heaven the great and awesome God who preserves the covenant and the love kindness for those who love him and keep his commandments hallelujah but at the same time he also reminds God see when you acknowledge God or when you address God you first bring the word of God back to God why because he's God and his word cannot come back void and Nehemiah knew that when he brought the word of God back to God because he's God that he had to acknowledge, hallelujah, his word. So he began to address God in his word and who he was, amen. And when he began to address God of who he was, see, God promised to gather his people, hallelujah. We gather his people in the most remote place, um, those that he have even scattered, hallelujah, because of their disobedience, amen. So he went into another line of prayer in verse 10. He says, they are your servants. See, God said, you know what? They are disobedient. They're hard-headed, and I got to show them that I am God and that I'm not playing with them. But Nehemiah said, I know you're God and I know that you're a God of love and I know you're a God of compassion. I know you're a God of love, kindness. And even though these people have been disobedient, these people have been out of your will and have not been listening to you and doing everything that they should not do. But it ain't just your people. I'm talking about your leaders. Hallelujah. The ones that you set in the forefront, the ones that you have set over your people, how they allow pride and how they allow their own, hallelujah, dung and their own knowledge and wisdom take them out of the will of God and they are leaving your people astray and they're not doing your will. They're stepping on other leaders' toes. They're hurlings. They're taking members from each member, each, each um, taking members from shepherd houses just to have numbers, just to have money, just to say, I got these many members and they're not doing it out of good, good will. They're not doing it out of a good heart. They're not doing it. It's not in your plan. Hallelujah. They are, they are, they're, they're leaders that are after their own hearts. They're leaders that are trying 
to do things out my will. You know, I'm just saying it ain't, you know, it ain't just the people, it's the leaders as well. Hallelujah. Those that God have set over the people, those that God have set to a higher standard. Hallelujah. So even in all of this, God is addressing all people, not just one people, not just a sinner, not just the people who don't know God or a person who knows God, who've come back to God. But I'm talking about he even addressing those that have been, have been chosen and called by God. Those that was once living a rightful life word of truth standing on the word of truth but now because of the end times and because of the time that we're in people are turning away to their own vomit they're turning away to their own flesh they're allowing money and success and prestige and power overtake them and taking them away from the truth and away from who they are called to be so these people are disobedient I know this God and Nehemiah is letting them know I know they're doing all these things but God remember these once was your people hallelujah he says, they are your servants and your people who redeemed by the great power and by your strong hand. The same ones that you gave your only begotten son for who, who died for us. The same ones who died for our sin. These are same people who you said that we have um, power and we have authority in you. We sit at the right hand with the father that you have given us the inheritance that our forefathers, hallelujah, Abraham, Jacob, hallelujah that David you have given us all rights in the kingdom my God you have given us keys to the kingdom we are kingdom minded people hallelujah these are those same people God but I know that they have been disobedient but Lord God please I know you're a God of compassion I know your love kindness towards these people I know oh God that you have preserved your covenant but I really need you to hear me hallelujah but at the same time hallelujah God is still angry saying Hey, these ain't my people. Uh-uh. These ain't my people. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Even Nehemiah like, oh my God, I can't believe y'all don't put God in such a anger and such a furious mold because y'all are disobedient. Hallelujah. But see, Nehemiah was still willing to go in for the people knowing that the people was wrong. So Nehemiah um, went in with this burden. Hallelujah. See, God wants us to feel the burden for others. Hallelujah. But at the same time, we got to be able able to give that bird over to God. We can't try to do it ourselves or try to handle it ourselves. But at the same time, we need to understand that it's not by our power and not by our might, but by the spirit of the Lord. But as we carry the bird of the people through prayer, God will allow us to release it unto him so that God's power can come and redeem them. So Nehemiah, he wanted Nehemiah to carry this bird so he can see the power of God. He wanted Nehemiah to know He's all powerful. He's all significant. He's all the all the I am and that he said that he was created to be. But at the same time, these people were a lost people. Hallelujah. But at the same time, God's concern was not just about the people being lost, but also God's concern was that he wanted them to repent from their sins. Hallelujah. And trust in him again so that he can save them. Amen. So he needed to send a man of character, a man of integrity, a man that had a profound devotion in him. And also a man of prayer, a man of fasting, a 
a warrior. Hallelujah. He knew that he can give Nehemiah this vision for his purpose and knew that Nehemiah would not lack the vision or lack the purpose that God had given unto him when he heard about the condition in Jerusalem. But at the same time, he understood what went on because he lived in the exile. He understood about the pagans and the gods that operated in those regions growing up and being in captivity. So he understood how they operated. But at the end of the day, he was a man of profound devotion. He was a man that knew God and knew that no pagan, no God, no sorcerer or anything was powerful than God because God is God and nothing can overtake God. Nothing can come against God because God is God. But at the same time, he also understood Revelation 5 and 9. It says that Jesus purchased God for with his blood men for every tribe and tongue and people and nation. Why am I saying this? Because God loved us. Hallelujah. And he wants us to get it right. He wants us to do his will. He wants us to speak the truth. But God's purpose is not just centered around us. Hallelujah. But it is should be God-centered. We should be centered around God. Hallelujah. That is the problem. We want everybody to be centered around us. But we need to be centered around God. Why? Because God is the main focus. God is the main purpose. And the end is God's purpose. The end is God's vision. The end is God himself. Hallelujah. So that's why even Paul reminds us in Ephesians, hallelujah, when he talks in the first chapter about how to build the church for the sake of the name of God, hallelujah, and how rich of his glories and grace, hallelujah, that it will also be manifested as we build it on God and God himself. But a lot of us has tried to build the church on our own views and our own who we are when it's not about us. But it's about God. We need to magnify his name. We need to give glory to his name. We need to make sure that we are obeying him. And that when we obey him, we're glorifying him. And when we're glorifying him, we're asking him to not only give us the burden of the people, but release the burden as we pray and intercede on behalf of the people so that the vision that God has will come to pass. Hallelujah. So Nehemiah was committed. He had a commitment to God. He didn't just hear about what went on in Jerusalem and just went on his own way and planned to see how he could bring the people out. But because he was already in a place of intercession, because he was already in a place of addressing God, he was waiting on God. He was waiting on God to give him direction. He was waiting on God to give him positioning. He was waiting on God to give him authority. He was waiting on God to give him the um, the um, green light in order to go forth, in order to go forth and fulfill what God God wanted him to do see he knew that it was all about God because if he would have went out and did it all about him he would have messed up so at the end of the day when we get ready to study in chapter 2 we know that Nehemiah already prayed without ceasing about the issue Ohio needs nurses now Xavier University is offsetting the demand by offering individuals with non-nursing bachelor's degrees an accelerated path to the profession. With locations in Cincinnati, Cleveland, and Columbus, our ABSN program enables adult learners like you to earn a respected Bachelor of Science in Nursing in 16 months. So what are you waiting for? There's no better time than now to step up and become a nurse. Search Xavier ABSN to apply. 
great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Right? Remember, these people sin against the will of God, which caused God's anger. Hallelujah. And that's why even the wall was destroyed through disobedience. And there were so many other things that was destroyed. People started serving other gods and so much other things began to go on. But at the same time, we needed to line up with the word of God. Because when you go to the book of 2 Chronicles 7 and 14, it begins to say, If my people that are called by my name will what? Pray and turn from their wicked way. These people had to first pray, had to turn from their wicked way, turn from what they were doing, knowing that it was not the will of God. But the thing is, we don't want to line up with the mandate God has asked all of us to line up in. Why? Because we feel like we're the ones. We're the high priest. Yes, we're high priests in God, but God is the first high priest. And we need to do everything according to the will of God. Not according to our own knowledge and our own ability, but through the wisdom and the knowledge of God. And we must, even as leaders, we must continue to use the blueprint of the kingdom of God that God have given us from the first day that he have chosen us. Most of us has just went. Most of us was not sent. We just went. We was called, but we wasn't chosen. And we're out here doing things that's outside of the will of God. And it's destroying a people. And we have to be very careful because people's lives matter. Hallelujah. Their spiritual state is so important. What we say, what we do, how we prophesy, how we read God's word, how we give them God's word, how we do deliverance, how we counsel them, how we give them advice, how we counsel them. When you counsel somebody, hallelujah, Nehemiah had a spirit of counsel with wisdom. He knew how to counsel the people with wisdom. He knew how to counsel the people with such a wisdom that they not only looked up to him, but when deep and difficult, problematic situation began to arise, things that could not change just on the outer, but it needed something within the infrastructure. It needed a reformness. And Nehemiah was a reformalist. He reformed things, bringing the old back into its original state. And the state was a change state where it was a new state where it began to bring results. He knew how to go in there and identify the issue, deal with the issue, and then take the issue and make the issue relevant to allow the issue to become not the issue, but a, a, a solution. And once the solution was able to be presented, then something new was created. But he didn't let the old problem or the issue override the solution. Either they were able to work it out or they had to just start from scratch and do something to where it works. We need to do what works. We don't need to keep going back and bringing out old tricks and things that we used to do because our 
fathers and mothers did it in the church. We need to go back to the word of God, the blueprint. Come on, we need to go back to the first original. Come on, the beginning. You know, anything that's a, um, a origin is the point of beginning, of the beginning, in the beginning, in the beginning, in the beginning, in the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God, and the word is God. In the beginning, in the beginning, in the beginning, it's all in the beginning when creation was made. When he created nothing out of something and something into something. Come on, in the beginning, everything in the beginning. We keep wanting to go and recreate our own beginning. When all we got to do is go back to the new beginning in God. In the word of God. And allow the word of God to instruct us and create in us and reconstruct us and reform us. And, and, and transition us and transform us with a renewed mind into back into the new beginning of the new word of the word of God. Which is God because the word never changes. All we got to do is go back to the beginning. The word. And be who we are called to be. Kingdom people. Kingdom minded people. We should not be operating in our own kingdomism. Yeah, but I'm going to say that because it is a lism schism. It's your own thought. It's your own legal, whatever you want it to be. But it's kingdom. Just kingdom. No kingdomism, but kingdom. Kingdom-minded. The kingdom of God. It's the kingdom of God. That's it in your mind. Keep Get out of tradition. Get out of religion. Get out of legalism. Get out of all of that because you are hindering the move of God. Reason why we can't move because we're stuck. When the, we went back to the wilderness, we, we went back to the backside. We done went back over the Red Sea and we're stuck. When God done departed the Red Sea, when he's given us the ability to walk through, come on, not walk over it, not swim over it, not swim underneath it, but walk through glory to tell the Red Seas to move out of our way. Whatever Red Sea that's in our life, tell it to be thou removed. Hallelujah. But we keep allowing this Red Sea to drown us. We keep allowing our pharaohs to overtake us because we're walking as we are not created who God created us to be that we are sons of God we have the power to create we have a, a power to call things in existence we have a power to be who we are created to be but we keep wanting to get into these isms and schism and legalisms no we got to get away from all of that Nehemiah was not a man that was into that he was a man that was a man after God's own heart that wanted to do the will of God that wanted to do everything that God wanted him to do See, one of the things that Nehemiah understood was he understood that, you know what, if I'm going to seek God and I'm going to weep for these people and I'm going to mourn for these people and pray for these people, the first thing I need to do is I got to continue to pray. See, when he prayed, he did not just turn to God and just wanted to get an instant answer. But he stayed in a place of prayer. Even when God answered us, we got to stay in a place of prayer. We got to stay in a place of prayer even when God do it for us. So you got to know about how to put your prayers in a bank account. See, we want to put our money in a bank account. We want to put our assets in a bank account so that it can bring us some revenue. But let me tell you something about prayers. When you can put a prayer in your savings account, in your checking account, come on now, there will not be no overdraws, hallelujah, but it will be a withdrawal. Will you be able to withdraw whatever it is that you need God to do? Not only on your behalf, but on your family, on your friend, whoever your spirit is interceding for 
for, for. That's why we got to continue to pray without ceasing. Why did the Bible tell us to pray without ceasing? Let me help you with the revelation gave me so that we can go ahead and make sure that our prayer bank, hallelujah, is overdrawn. Hallelujah. That is, is, is overflowing. Hallelujah. We need to have an overflowing bank account in prayers. Hallelujah. Our bank account and our prayer account. Yeah, our prayer account need to be um, overflowing. Most of our prayer account is, is, um, is, is negative. It's negative because we ain't got no prayers in there. We ain't, we ain't deposit prayer in there. We deposit money. You know, we deposit our own ability. We deposit our job and our education and our, and our wisdom. But what about your prayer? What about your prayer? Well, where's your prayer closet? Where's your secret place? You need, you need to deposit your, your prayer in your secret place. You need to start depositing prayers. Even if you don't know what to pray, let your, let your spirit intercede for you. Begin to pray in the spirit. You should be praying in the spirit anyway. Why are you praying in such an elegant way? You know, we get into the church and we want to pray, Oh, Heavenly Father, oh God. No, you better You better pray in the spirit and let the spirit intercede for you. Because guess what? You praying for the same old thing, but God is trying to switch it up. He wants you to pray for some things that you don't see. You think you got it all together because you go to church every Sunday. You think you living all holy and all that but really your heart is far from God really you gossiping really you sowing discord really you carrying bitterness you carrying hatred you carrying jealousy you carrying enviness but you think you got it all together because you saying hello to everybody you hugging on everybody you got a false humility no you better pray in the spirit and ask the spirit to pray in those areas that you think you got it all right because at the end of the God day we all need to go into repentance for something it's something that is inside of us that we need to repent for because we're not all knowing you know we got to go in unknowing going to asking God to forgive us for the unknowing then do what we don't see or what we don't say but our mind thinking our mind because it's not just the conscious mind yeah the conscious mind can know okay this is what I'm thinking but we got an unconscious mind an unconscious mind means that you can't understand or know what the unconscious is thinking or what the unconscious is saying within because unconscious means it's not annoying so you better pray and ask God to forgive you for the unknowing because that is the repentance that I'm telling you that most of us need to go into because a lot of us reason why things are not moving is because of that unconsciousness in our mind and how we're thinking and we think that it's all glorious and then really it stinks to the nostrils of God. So that's why Nehemiah was in a place of prayer. He prayed, he prayed, he prayed and prayed and then God affirmed his prayer. God affirmed his word. God affirmed. See when you're in a place of prayer and you're in a place of intercession with God, he will affirm. Hallelujah. Man won't can't affirm the things of God. Only God himself can affirm his stuff because God is spirit Hallelujah. And he knows what we need by the spirit. So he affirmed what it was that Nehemiah was praying for. He understood that these people was a disobedient people and that they need to depend on God's grace alone. Because if not, hallelujah, he could have wiped out all of them. But um, Nehemiah knew how to identify with the people. He knew how to go into a place of prayer. Hallelujah. He recognized all of God's promises and all of God's commandments. He understood the things of God. He understood even the children of Israel and the things that they went through and the things that they came out of. And even Moses as the leader, hallelujah, things that he had to um, overcome. Come on, my God. The Bible gives us so much revelation just from every inspirational writer that have written the word of God. We can take these same inspirations by the spirit and we can 
study them and we and it can help us to understand how they made it through and how we can make it through hallelujah he had a sense of mission he knew his mission he knew his mission was unto god he knew his mission was not just a cup bearer not just looking after the king that's what he did see the thing is you need to know who you are who are you not what you do what he did was he was a cup bearer to the king but that's not who he was he was a what missionary to god he was an intercessor of god glory to god he was a, he had a profound devotion to God. He had a relationship to God. He was a servant of God. Hallelujah. So he was more than just a cupbearer. That's what he did. That's our issue. We're worrying, we we're walking on what we do. But the thing is, are you work walking on who you are? Are you operating in who you are instead of what you do? That's why we put so much time on our jobs and we put so much time into our money, into things and materialistic things. No, that's what you do. That's what you have. But who are you? You need to put more time in the word of God. You need to put more time in your prayer life. That's who you are. That's who you are. You are a woman and a man of prayer. You're a man and a woman of purpose. You're not just a, a working man or a working woman. So uh, uh, Nehemiah understood that he was not just a cup bearer. Amen. He had to leverage not only who he was in God, but he had to leverage on what he needs to do for the people. Amen. See, let me just read something to you out of my, one of my um, um, commentaries here in the word of God. It talks about leaders leverage and power. See, it says management has been defined as the ability to get things done through other people. Yet leaders must also use their influence to provide the people with what they need to accomplish a task. Nehemiah followed his principle on his plan to rebuild Jerusalem. But at the same time, he was what a cupbearer. Amen. He had the king's ear and he leveraged that advantage to the people's advantage. He asked for and was granted a leave of absence. But at the same time, he didn't go to the king first. He went to the kings of kings first. So it was the kings of kings who was our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That touched the heart of the king. So when he went to the king, come on now, doors open and the king in the earthly realm was able to grant him the letters and grant him the protection and grant him the things that he needed needed so when he went to go help rebuild the wall he had everything he needed so the kings of kings can give us what we need by spirit but we need that individuals in the earthly ring to lead us where the kings of king is sending us and also give us the tools that we need to present and to do and have the ability to leverage the power that remains in us because at the end of the day there are plenty of resources to help people but it takes wisdom it takes a disciplined leader to align itself with a with within the the, the 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 realm of wisdom on behalf of God Himself. See, at the end of the day, you can be a successful grant writer. You can have all the success in resource development and know about asset and distribution, but at the same time, it still requires a careful cultivation of relationship with people in the networks of authority and also wisdom on how to do it. So as leaders, we must know how to not only befriend others just for us to get what we need, but we need to make sure that we have a divine connection on the ones that we supposed to be divinely connected to. Because when we have a divine connection, 
then the things that we're looking to do will be done in such a manner to where it will bring God glory. But then there are those that you may try to befriend when it's only for their motive or your motive and it's not for giving God the glory. So there is a difference. You got to make sure that it's for the glory of God and not the glory of yourself. So that's why we must understand that in order for us to accomplish the goal that God has set us to accomplish, we need to make sure, first of all, it's the plan of God. Hallelujah. So that's why Nehemiah understood. So when he went and he asked for this request, he didn't have to go directly to the king. It was his continent that led the king to say, wait a minute. This ain't the Nehemiah that I know. Usually the Nehemiah that I know is happy, uppity. Everything is good. But it's a sadness on him. Did I do something? Um, Is it something that that, that should have been done? Is it something that I can do? I, I thought we was like friends, you know, where you could just come to me. But I see that you're not talking to me. So if I may ask... So that opened up the door for Nehemiah. And I believe that Nehemiah really wanted to make sure it was God. See, a lot of times when we don't say anything, we don't give no types of gestures. And we just wait. And when it happens, we know it's God. So when we know it's God, it gives us the faith and the ability to move by force, to move with speed because we know it's God. So we didn't even have to let them know. But because we went to the kings of kings first. And the lords of lords. And the Alpha and Omega. The beginning and the end. The first and the last. Come on. That when we got to where we was going. We didn't even have to ask for it. It just came to it. It presented itself to us. Y'all we're in a place. Where things are going to begin to present itself to us. If we're in the place. Where we need to be in God. If we're in a place of intercession. To hear the voice of God to be led. So when we get to wherever we're going. Guess what y'all. The door is just going to open. Why? And you're going to know it's God. Because they're going to be able to tell you. What it is that you have went before God for. They're going to be able to present to you. And give you the resources and the tools that you need. In order for you to fulfill what you went for God for. When you went praying and fasting and mourning and crying out. For the people. See this next move. Ain't for you. This next move ain't for what you want to accomplish. It's the next move for the kingdom of God. Things that you want to accomplish for the kingdom of God. Not for you to get a name. Not for your name to be called. Not for you to get any accolades. But it's helping God's people. It's bringing them into their rightful places. So that they would know that I am this. They would know who they are created to be. They would know who they are in God. And it would give them the power to become disciples. To make disciples. To fulfill the plan of God. Because Jesus is to come. And at the end of the day when he comes. We don't want him to say depart from me. I never knew you. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. 
No. So God is giving us those resources, those things that we need through the word of God, through the tools that he's given us so that we can go forth and help those people that wants to be helped in the kingdom of God. So God is giving us kingdom resources. I ain't talking about no little stuff. I'm talking about billions. I'm talking about favor. I'm talking about some things that's going to help change a nation. I'm talking about not just recovery, but I'm talking about rehabilitation, re- being being able to be rebuilt and not only rebuilt, but people are going to not just be in recovery, but they're going to be in total. They're going to be made whole. So they're not going to have to be re- re- rehabilitated over and over again. Uh-uh. They're going to be made whole. Just like the woman with the issue of blood. She was made whole. She was made whole. Whole. She didn't have to go back. She was able to go forth. So we're going to be able to help the people. Because God is going to give us a launching tool. Through prayer. Through intercession. Through studying his word. And through operating the kingdom of God. To not only rebuild a structure of a wall in the natural, but spiritually communities and nations. Come on now. And cities and lives. Hallelujah. And families and marriages. Hallelujah. And addictions and everything's going to be able to rebuild them back to, to become whole. Whole, not just new, but whole. Meaning every aspect. Spiritually, financially, economically, educationally, socially, relationally. Come on now, governmentally. Come on now. Come on, come on. I'm just telling you. All geographically, regionally, they're going to be made whole all the way around. To be able to move by force. Amen. So he knew how to... Not only go in and look at the issue. See, Nehemiah had wisdom. He didn't go telling everybody, oh, God done granted me. I done been in prayer. You know, that's what we do. Oh, we fast and we praying. God done told us this. God told us that. Quit telling people what God said. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. See, Nehemiah was a layman. Amen. Amen. He was a layman. He was a servant. Amen. He was a servant. He was leading the people. The Jews, come on. He was leading the people in order to rebuild something that was broken. Come on now, when you can reform something. See, you can't transform nothing without reforming it. Because it's going to keep going back to the old. You got to reform that thing. See, when you do reformation, when reformation comes, that means that all the old tradition, religion, legalism, come on, scapulism, isms, schisms, all that is out. And now you're, re, you're, you're, you're starting from scratch, from new, from nothing. Just, just imagine losing everything and starting over. I don't know about you, but it's not an easy place. Losing everything that you have built and then in God. Because, and then God come back and say, no, 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 no. I need to rewrite this. Hey, are you serious? All the time, all the prayers, everything. Oh, what did I do wrong? First thing we do, we begin to what? Condemnation. We did something wrong. No, 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 no. It's not that you did anything wrong. No, no, no. You, you, you can tweak a little things about you. 
But guess what? I want to um, reform some things. Because I want to renew some things. And I want to rebuild some things. Because I wanted to go like this. Because now I see how my people are switching. So I need you to come this way. Because see, after I had you do that that way, and you built it to, a, to, to the point that I knew that you could build it to, and you, and, you, and you did not take my glory, and you didn't take nothing away from me, but you kept me in the forefront, I can trust you now. So now, if I can wipe all this from you, and make you start over from scratch, and you can still praise me, and still be willing to go from new, hey, I know I can trust you with this great, great experience that I'm about to allow you to experience for me. And do for me. See, we can't always say it's the devil. We can't always say, oh, Lord, I did. No, baby, God is saying, oh, I can trust you now. I don't wipe everything. And you still glorify me. And you're still walking with me. And you're still walking by faith, not even knowing. But you know that if you keep on walking and you keep on looking forward, when you keep on standing in the place of prayer and intercession, I'm speaking in that place. And you will get to your destination. And I can trust you. So you got to get to a place where God can trust you. It ain't about you just trusting in God no more. Uh -uh. God's got to trust you. Because there's been so many of us that have let God down. But ask yourself, do God, can God trust you? I ain't just talking about just with money. But can God trust you with his infrastructure, his plan, who he is? Could God trust you with being his ambassadors? We are ambassadors of Christ. Could God trust us for being an ambassador of Christ? Could God trust us to representing him? Just in the representation of Christ Jesus. He can't even trust most of us. Look how we dress. Look what come out of our mouth. Look what, what we think. Look how we lead people. Look what we do. When he give us just a little blessing. And you call that, re, re, you call that representation. See, when we wear Christ, we're representing him. How is you representing Christ? It's how he going to trust you. How is you representing Christ? That's the question I want to ask. Are you anchored in Christ? That is the word for today. When we're anchored, that means that nothing, nobody can move us because we're ankle deep. Because we're representing something great. We're representing something that even though you may not believe or you can't see or you may not, I know that I know because I know what he did for me. I know where he brought me from. I brought. I know what he did, how he kept my mind, how he, my health, how he, how, you don't know. Yeah, you heard my testimonies, but you really don't know. You don't really know the feeling that I had through the experience that he brought me out. So for you to, to, to try to unanchor me, oh no, my anchor is in Christ. Like it or not, no matter what comes, no matter what goes. Because at the end of the day, I got to represent Jesus. Like it or not. And that's the big idea. That's the big idea. That's the big idea. Is representing Christ. What's your big idea? Building a bigger church? Getting more members? What is your idea? My idea is how I'm going to represent Christ on me. How I'm going to wear Christ. That's my, that's, that's, how if I'm wearing Christ? How am I wearing them? Through my love. How am I wearing them? Through my speech. How's I'm wearing them? Through my teaching. How's I'm, how's I'm wearing him? How am I wearing Christ? See, one thing about Nehemiah, he didn't just act leadership. He wore leadership. He, over, he overcame opposition from the outside in, from the inside out. The same leaders. These was leaders of different regions. Come on, these was the same Amorites. 
the Horonites. Come on now, the Arabians, the same ones that the children of Israel w- w- had to fight up against. The same ones that didn't get none of the promised land. But these the ancestors of those Amorites and Heronites and Arabians. Come on now, and Egyptites and Hegetites and all the Ikes. A different breed, a different generation, but the same people. The same inside out. He had to deal with opposition inside. What do you do when you deal with opposition inside out? Your own leadership. Your own wife. Your own husband. Your own children. Come on now. Your own family. Your own job. Come on. Your own government. Your own educator. Your every In the inside out. What do you do when opposition comes from the inside out? From those that are closer. See, he ain't coming from those that are further. <laughs> your faith is being tested from the inside out. God wants to know what's in your heart. So opposition is coming from the inside out. Because it's, what it's doing is it's testing the heart. Who are you with? Who are you really with? Are you with Jesus? Or are you with Satan? Because opposition will show who you with inside out. Opposition. Ah, it will show who you with. <laughs> Believe me. Because you can't be double minded. You can't have one foot in one foot out. Either you in or you out. So it will identify who you with. Let opposition come. It always identify those that are in the light. And those that are in the dark. And guess what? You saw what you saw. It is what it is. Don't believe the hype. <laughs> but believe what you saw. And stick with the light. Because Nehemiah knew how to lead a revival. Not only spiritually. But he knew, he knew how to re, re, re. He knew how to lead a revival inside out. See, a revival ain't just on the outside in the tent, but a revival is inside out. The heart, the matters of the heart, the matters of the mind, the matters of the spirit and body and soul inside out. But at the end of the day, opposition will show you inside out. Right? Because some ballot, come on now, Tobiah. And Gisham was opposition. They was also regional leaders. And they was also the ones standing there like who he think he is. He, you telling me he think he going to rebuild this wall? Who, who, who do he think he is? But what they didn't know was he was backed by the Holy Ghost. He was backed by God. Nehemiah was backed by the living God who sent him. He didn't just go. Most of us is going, but you better be sent because your opposition it's going to let you know if you just went or if you were sent. Hallelujah. But Nehemiah understood how to negotiate. So that's why God also sent him. See, he didn't just go and say, I'm going to rebuild the wall. Uh-uh. When he went, he went with a plan. He first had to go in and what? Survey the existent problem. What the problem was. Not what the problem is. Because the thing is, the problem solver is 
It's, 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 it's in the house. So it's not going to be a problem anymore. But what the problem was. Because he have already prayed and God showed him what the problem is. But when he come, it's not going to be about the is. Because the problem solver is in the house. But what caused the problem? Even though God began to reveal him through prayer. But at the same time, going to survey the land also would let him see from the inside out. He also had to survey those individuals that were like Tobiah and the son of Pilate and the Gishams and the Ishams. Come on now. You have to be able to identify your enemies. You have to be able to identify those that are acting like they're with you and really in reality they're not. But at the same time, God used Nehemiah to bring back the order, the stability, and the focus back to God. That is the purpose why God used Nehemiah to build, rebuild the wall. Because he had to make sure that the Jews, the order that they were called into back to God was brought back. So they had to be reformed. All that old stuff had to be taken out. Come on now. Come on now. So the thing is, what is your attitude? What is your attitude on how God is going to use you? What is your attitude on how God wants to use you in this next move? How are you going to serve God in this? Hallelujah. What is your commitment to God? What is your commitment to the things of God? What is your commitment to how God wants to do things and not just how you want to do things? Right? So let's go ahead. And I want it for us to uh, let the Bible, uh, let's read uh, chapter 2. And we're going to be closing out shortly. I told you that this is going to be a little bit extensive, but that was just something that I think that will really help somebody. What we just talked about as well. Amen. And then now let's read. Uh, I'm going to, uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, read chapter two and also chapter three. And then I was going to touch a little bit on it. And then we're going to close out. Is that okay? Okay. Great, 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 great. So we're in the book of Nehemiah chapter two. Okay. So let's go ahead and read. Okay. God bless you too for being on. God bless you. Amen. So we're going to go ahead and read uh, Nehemiah. For those, go ahead and get your Bible. Go ahead and get your Bible. So we're going to go ahead and read uh, chapter 2. Most of us, we read uh, chapter 2, and uh, I wanted us to read chapter 3 as well. Okay. 
I'm just giving everybody a chance to, to get their word out. Amen. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details.